Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the show on YouTube and Facebook under the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review the show on your app of choice. You can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Please visit the podcast website at letmebendyourear.com. All episodes are available there. On this episode, I'm going to review Ferrari, directed by Michael Mann. So Michael Mann is one of my uh, favorite directors. He's directed uh, a series of fantastic movies. Of course, he's probably most known for Heat, which came out in 1995 uh, with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and a large cast. A fantastic uh, heist movie, a very good film. He's done another, a lot of other great films, Last of the Mohicans. He produced and created... Miami Vice for television in the 80s. His breakout film was Thief, starring James Caan. And one of my favorite movies of the 80s he directed, which was Manhunter, which was the original iteration of the Hannibal Lecter character that was based on the Red Dragon novel. Uh, A lot of people know that film was made later on. I think it was directed by Brett Ratner, called Red Dragon, that had uh, Edward Norton. But in this film, Manhunter, that had um, Peterson, I forgot his first name, the actor that was on CSI, uh, playing Will Graham and Brian Cox playing Hannibal Lecter. So you can go back to my back at catalog and you can catch the review of Manhunter if you're interested in that one. But today I'm going to discuss and review Ferrari. So this film is set in 1957. So the main character of this, of course, is Enzo Ferrari, the creator of, of course, the Ferrari cars that you know of today. But in this period of time that's handled in the movie, this is 10 years after the creation of Ferrari. So Enzo Ferrari was a race car driver. And post-World War II, him and his wife, Laura, started the Ferrari auto-making business with a priority on racing. So at this point in the film, when the film is introduced, you're introduced to Enzo's character. It really starts about Enzo and Laura's marriage. Uh, Laura Ferrari is played by the great Penelope Cruz. So at this point in their marriage, their marriage is very strained. Uh, basically, she is married to him almost as a business partnership. Uh, you'll find out more. And I'll talk about more of this in the review. But at this point, they're financially in trouble. And Ferrari uh, basically is trying to keep his business afloat. And the personal side of their life, you find out that he's basically someone who's having multiple extramarital affairs that his wife is aware of. And is okay with, for lack of a better term, understand, you know, is basically allowing it to happen with her knowledge. Uh, but as we find out, he's actually uh, in a relationship with a woman played by Shalane Woodley that he met during the war and fathered a child with her that she does not know about. Uh, but other affairs that he has, she's, she's play, you know, patently aware of. Uh, she has certain rules that he needs to abide by uh, regarding that. So that's kind of the backdrop and how the movie opens. So Ferrari, Ferrari's business is in jeopardy of going bankrupt. So basically, the main competitor in this movie, business-wise for Ferrari, is Maserati, which of course is another well-known Italian sports car um, manufacturer. So Ferrari's focus has always been on racing his vehicles. So of course, at that time as well, they were selling vehicles to civilians. So selling Ferrari vehicles, and he was using that the money generated from selling those cars to fund his racing uh, passion, uh, entering these car, uh, these Ferraris and races to become world-renowned 
as the premier race car. So that was Ferrari's focus. Um, he's met by the financial people early in the movie who let him know basically that he needs to up the production of the customer vehicles to subsidize the racing aspect of what he wants to do, which is really what he only cares about. He really doesn't care about the production vehicles. That's just a, a means to an end for him. But basically, in a, in a great scene in the movie, his financial advisor is telling him, hey, look, you've got Maserati that's looking to get outside funding because Maserati at the time also was struggling financially and they were looking to possibly partner up with a large automaker so such as Ford or Fiat so Maserati was actively looking into that so they could pump in capital to continue that but Maserati in comparison to Ferrari were, were producing a lot more production vehicles so you know Ferrari dismisses that as they're looking for production to uh, they're looking for racing to subsidize selling cars I'm, i don't care about that i'm looking to make cars to subsidize my racing and he's bluntly told by the by the financial advisor that hey look that's great and all but if you don't make more cars to make more money this is it's all over it's over so this is the backdrop of what's going on at the beginning of ferrari we also find out about his family life they lost enzo and laura lost a son to an illness when he was very young that son of course had passed away and uh basically at that point that put a permanent break in their marriage they were still married but essentially they were just business partners at this point and uh that's a, a backdrop throughout the film as well so all of these things are happening as he is preparing to get his drivers into a cross-country race called the Mili Migla, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So that's a huge race, basically an endurance race across Italy. Uh, and the winner of that race, of course, obviously there's a lot of prestige, as it always is. You have manufacturers uh, competing, so Maserati, Ferrari, uh, whoever the other ones were at the time. They didn't really focus too much on, uh, on the other manufacturers. It was really Ferrari and Maserati for the purposes of this film. Those were the top two at the time. So obviously, in Ferrari's mind, if he wins this race, that'll get him over the top to get uh, to get capital into the company and basically save the company. So he owns the company half and half with Laura. And so they're, like I said, they're business partners. So that's the basic drive of the movie. Uh, so let me start with what I like about it. So we'll go with the performances first, uh, starting with Adam Driver. Uh, Adam Driver, personally, to me, has been kind of a surprise. I think, uh, obviously, I, I, I know he was on the television series Girls, which I never watched. You know, I got to know him like most of the world did through Star Wars, playing Kylo Ren. Now, his performance as Kylo Ren was, you know, neither here nor there for me. He was fine, and I don't think it was an issue with Adam Driver, uh, just more of the of the stories themselves. But when I really took notice of him was in Marriage Story with him and Scarlett Johansson, and I did, I believe I reviewed it for the podcast. I've got to remember, and I thought I did. But it's a fantastic movie, and he's fantastic in it. And he's he's shaped himself quite a career uh as i i think he is and this is a high compliment i think he's uh that gonna be that mix of character actor and movie star he's a great actor in the roles i've seen him since he's fantastic and he's fantastic in this movie as ferrari he he is just you know he exudes the confidence the arrogance the the everything that you want in that character and you know he's fantastic the performance is great and another great performance, which is is equal, if not in some in some points better, is 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 um, 
Penelope Cruz uh, as Laura, his wife. Of course, Penelope Cruz is pretty much always fantastic, and she's really, really good in this movie. You know, she portrays the anger at him, the loss of her son that she's haunted by, the guilt of that, and uh, it's it's fantastic. There's a fantastic dynamic in the movie. A very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uncomfortable in a good way, though. So Ferrari and Laura live with his mother, and she is the tip the the stereotypical nightmare of what a mother-in-law should be so she's basically ruthless and i didn't get the actress's name that's in it i don't think i've seen her before she's fantastic and when i mean ruthless i don't mean just ruthless to her daughter-in-law ruthless to her son as well there is a brutal short scene in the movie so enzo's son who of course passed away but enzo's brother also passed away so this movie is definitely about loss and about death and how racing is very dangerous and death is a common outcome for a lot of the drivers involved in racing but there's a brutal scene where the mother-in-law basically she doesn't basically she she flat out says that the wrong son died so the son that died in the war was should have been the son that lived and enzo should not which is i i when i when she said it i was like wow i mean that actually physically took me aback it's just that's how cruel she is and like i said it's not just it's not the typical mother daughter-in-law she's not nice to her either but she's not nice to her son she's not nice to anybody uh she's blunt to a fault and uh and puts it all out there so she's great uh like i said i didn't look up the actress's name but uh, the mother-in-law is fantastic in a horrible way <laughs> she's fantastic uh shalane woodley is the is the woman that he's uh, that ferrari's living with and fathered a child with her role is decent she doesn't she's not given much to do uh, she's in most of the movie, so she's a major character. It's just, I think, uh, unfortunately, she's just not given a lot to do other than to, you know, she has a good, she, she has a great relationship with him. He's in love with her. He loves the child. You know, they he puts the child up and her up in a, in a in a beautiful house. So he takes care of them. So you can see that they love each other because he does not love his wife anymore. Uh, so they portray that, and she's good. It's just I don't think they give her a lot to do, uh, but she's she's perfectly fine in the movie. Uh, Patrick Dempsey is in the movie, which I did not know until I watched it. He's one of the drivers. So he's got five drivers in this large race that's coming up. And Patrick Dempsey is one of those drivers. He's very good as well. The cast is good uh, throughout. There's a lot of European actors that I'm not familiar with in the film that I don't know by name, but they're all very good. The cinematography and the look of the film is fantastic, as you would expect from Michael Mann. Uh, the racing sequences are well done, uh, very exciting. Uh, when you, especially when you get to the road race part, which is essentially the third act of the movie, is that race because obviously at this point uh, everything is riding on them performing well in this race. Uh, if they don't, uh, Ferrari is done as an automaker. So that's the main um, thrust of it. The performances are really good. Uh, this is the point where I usually discuss things that I didn't like about the movie, and I'm trying to think as I was there watching it. I don't think there was anything I had any issues with or anything that I wish that I had, had done differently. Uh, I don't, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think the movie clocks in at two hours uh, and 11 minutes. And of course, we have this conversation on every single podcast that I do regarding lengths of movies. And uh, I didn't feel like it was long. I didn't feel like uh, things could be cut. So I thought the length was good. I was a little surprised that it was two hours and 11 minutes because if you know Michael Mann, he's kind of in the theme of movies. His films tend to go long. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, Heat is over two and a half hours. Uh, he usually directs films that are 
longer in scope. So this one's, you know, at two hours and 11, I think is a good length for this. I don't think it really needed any more because it captures a moment in time in Ferrari's life, you know, a very short period uh, uh, in his life. So I think for that, it was fine. It wasn't a sweeping from beginning to end. Like I said, early in the film, they just, they show Enzo racing in a black and white sequence when he was younger. So they, that takes up a couple of minutes of time, which I thought was perfect. So that was a perfect kind of setup to where the film starts in 1957. So again, nothing I could really uh, criticize that I thought should have been different. There was nothing that I could really um, put a finger on to make it. So I think it was a very enjoyable movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, so I was looking forward to seeing it in the theater. So I was glad I was able to do that. And again, this is Michael Mann. He doesn't make films very often, so it's it's always a treat when he's got one coming out. I do know that he, I guess he confirmed that he's going to be making a sequel to Heat. We'll see how that goes. Heat is a classic. I know he wrote that novel. He co-wrote a novel that came out, I believe, last year, if not the year before, uh, called Heat 2. So basically it was those characters set in the, you know, after the events of, the, of Heat. But I guess apparently, and I didn't read the novel, the second film is going to be I guess a prequel and a sequel. So I think the way the novel was set up was that you get backstory of the characters before the movie, and then you get the current state of what they are now, kind of like uh, Godfather Part Two, where you've got, you know, they talk about the young Vito, and then, you know, they go to um, Michael Corleone's story at the same time. So they're telling two different stories in two different time periods. So I think he too is going to take a similar tact as far as that narrative device. So. Looking forward to that. Like I said, Heat is a classic. I haven't reviewed Heat for this podcast, but, you know, it's a fantastic film. One of the best films of the 90s. So definitely check that out if you have a chance. And I probably will review it for the podcast uh, at some point. So I'm going to go ahead and give Ferrari with Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. I'm going to give Ferrari four stars out of five. So on that scale for me, that's a very good movie. That's a movie I would watch again. One of the better films I've seen this year. I think, uh, like I said, five star review for me is an, is a classic movie that I will watch over and over and over again. I don't think it rises to that level for me. Not anything, like I said, nothing majorly wrong that I had with it or issues that with it. Just on a on a just looking at it on a first look and and, and my enjoyment of it, I enjoyed it a lot. So four stars out of five for me is a very good review and it's a recommendation as well. So if you are a fan of Michael Mann's work, fan of Adam Driver or of the subject matter of the racing and Ferrari, I would definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, so again, I'm going to give it four stars out of five. And it is playing in theaters now. It opened on Christmas Day. Uh, so catch it in a the theater. I think it's the best place to watch a movie like that. But of course, obviously, if you don't, it'll, I'm sure in the next couple of months, it'll be on VOD and streaming platforms at that time. But I definitely would recommend checking it uh, checking it out in the theater. So again, Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz directed by Michael Mann. I'm giving four stars out of five. Thank you for listening to the show. You can follow the show on X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. The handle is at BendYourEarPod. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the Facebook page. This show is a one-man operation. If you're watching the show on Facebook or YouTube and would like to support the podcast, you can click the QR code on the top left corner of the screen, or you can go to the show's X page at BendYourEarPod. Go to the profile page and you can click on the tip jar. This will help cover the cost of hosting the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week.